The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited for today's conversation. I've invited my beautiful friend Suki to come and join me on the podcast. I'm going to be talking all things marketing and competitions and what it's like to be a client on the other side of my coaching. So last year, Suki and I worked together to support her in her next evolution of her business, and she's had such massive growth and expansion in her business, and she shifted her business in such a massive way that I wanted her to come and share that journey with you today. So welcome to the podcast, Suki. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure and I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. So just to get started, I'd love for you to share with everyone what it is that you do, your focus in your business and how you all got started. Sure. So I currently have two businesses. So the first business is Origami Globe and that started six years ago this year. Um, And that is focusing on helping people to create competitions that basically generate leads for their business and turn into revenue. Um, So it's not the like to win, follow and tag a friend kind of competitions. Um, We're talking mostly enter your email to win type competitions, giving away your own product or service. So you build a business, uh, you build a list of people that want your business, that want your products and services. Um, And the second business is Suki Van Kay, which sort of got born last year and is just emerging this year in 2021. Um, a bit of a probably like a, a COVID baby, COVID business baby. Um, and yeah, that's really focused around helping people connect their mission and their message to their people. And when that happens, you don't really have to do marketing in air quotes. Marketing just happens naturally and you attract the right people and you grow your business and your bank balance you know, in a fun and easy and not gross way that people think of when they think of marketing. Love it. Love it. So good. And so how did you get into this right in the beginning? So six years, I'm sure has been a huge evolution. And we're going to talk about that in a bit. But I'd love like, how did you get into doing the work that you did with Origami Globe? Yeah, so it started back in corporate life. Um, back when I first moved here, like 10 years ago, and I had a job in corporate travel. And we just used to do the holidays for the CEOs and the staff members of the companies we did corporate travel for. And then when they started doing consumer facing promotions, you know, um, like double AMI and Doritos and Disney and all those companies who did corporate travel for started asking us to put together prize packages for their consumer facing promotions. So we did that. And I really love that, you know, phoning up the winners and saying, congratulations, you've won the $10,000 trip to LA um, and hearing their excitement and booking everything in. And I loved that world so much. Um, so I asked to take over that division, uh, after I'd been there for a couple of years and they said, yes. So I moved into that role and that was like, you know, multi-million dollar turnover type business unit. Um, I could see so much potential. We were literally just doing the point to point flights and activities, and I could see so much more potential there. So I did a business proposal. I took it to the boss and he said, okay, this is fantastic. I'm going to invest $50,000 in your business unit. So I was like, so excited, could finally get some support and some marketing and really grow the business. And then we had a face-to-face meeting and he pushed the plan aside and he said, okay, what I want you to do is just book a meeting room and just cold call, just print off a list of people and just cold call them. And I said, okay, but the strategy I put together is all inbound marketing focus. No, just forget that. The most successful person I ever knew was in the eighties at Barclays Bank in England. And he just got in a room and he cold called and he crossed off names until he got a yes. And at that moment, I just thought there's no evolution for me here. There's no, you know, um, window of opportunity to change the way things were. It was very outdated. It was very stuck in its ways. It was just focused on outbound, you know, push that pushing that rock uphill and constantly coming back down and back up again. So um, that was when I decided to leave and and do all the things that was in that marketing plan and that business plan for myself. 
um, and use all the skills that I'd learned there and, um, and really expanded. And it started off with travel. And then I realized I have such a strategic mindset that it moved completely away from what I used to do in that job to something completely new and evolved and really strategic focused. Mm, beautiful. And so now who are the types of businesses that you work with now? So I work mostly with small to medium businesses. I love working directly with the business owners. Um, I've worked with bigger, really well-known companies under Origami Globe, and it just isn't the same because the investment in the competition isn't there. The investment in the outcome isn't there. They still take home the same wage at the end of the day. They're not necessarily invested in seeing the business grow. They just care about their role and their part to play in, in that marketing campaign. Whereas when I deal with business owners, they're so excited to learn new skills. They're so excited every time someone enters. They're so excited when I send my weekly reports and I say, hey, we've got 90% conversion from the competition page. And like, oh my God, this is fantastic. And then I say to them, you could take these learnings over to these other com uh, conversion pages that you've got. And they're like, oh, amazing idea. And they're just so excited and on board and invested that it really, it's, it does, makes it feel not like work for me. Um, whereas working with big corporates and kind of, um, multinationals and things like that it was always very soulless and very just following a process and it didn't didn't light my heart up at all yeah there's literally what you wanted to walk away from yeah yeah amazing and so talk us through like when you work with people for competition wise what are some of the things that you love doing like that fills your heart and brings you so much joy yeah, it's, it really is the strategy and problem solving. So um, sometimes when a competition launches, the stats may not be quite where I want to see them. So for example, we may not get high click through rates on one ad versus another. So then I sit down and I think, okay, what is it about this ad? Is the picture too dark? Do they prefer user generated content? Does this look too stock photo-y? Is there too much red in it? Do we need to add a logo? Is there too much text? And then testing things incrementally to get to the answers. So there's no throwing a plate of spaghetti at the wall and then hoping some of the spaghetti sticks. It's really about like sorting through, like untangling all the spaghetti and pulling out the individual strands and going, okay, this is why this isn't working. And this is why this is working. And then when you get to what is working, you can amplify that. And I think that's probably where my skill set really is and why Suki Van K evolved from that because I realized that there's so much more I could apply to general marketing and not just competitions through what I'd learned with working with people over six years doing competitions. Mm. And just as you're talking about that, I can see your eyes light up and that's like your your jam, right? Like it literally is just like I just love to problem solve and figure it all out. It's so yeah. awesome. And so when it comes to like the types of competitions, like I just love that idea that it's like rather than the cold call and the pushing out of like you should come and work with us or you should buy our product, it's literally that attraction marketing, right? Like you're literally calling them in going, hey, this could be something for you. So is that also then what helps support the new evolution of Suki Bankay? Yeah, definitely. Definitely using the learnings from that um, and, and just how easy marketing is when you connect the right dots together. And I think that my client feedback as well, when they say, well, I just didn't expect to get these kind of results. Like I didn't expect that one of the competitions we did was for a, um, a lodge down in Tasmania. They got 12,000 email addresses. And when COVID hit, obviously they lost international visitors. So they came to me to create a competition. And yeah, 12,000 email addresses later, they're just, you know, they're really shocked. And they're like, we just didn't expect this kind of response. And, you know, our ads reached something crazy, like 14% of, the Tasmanian population like the whole of Tasmania the ads got in front of them and it turned into bookings for their hotel and I thought okay well if if we've just followed a process and we've followed steps and we've problem solved along the way and we've created a strategy then why can't we expand this to other other things outside of competitions because people don't want to run a competitions year long and they don't want to run repeated competitions month after month after month because their audience gets tired. So how do we use that knowledge to help the business grow all year round, even when they're not doing competition? Mm. And I just love the way that you think about marketing in such unique ways, because when, when you came and spoke at Love What You Do, there were so many different, like we talked about marketing in general and all the new trends and all the different ways to do marketing. And I think that the way that you like to look at it is completely different to a lot of marketers, right? Because like, a lot of marketers are like you put out all this content and you are showing up online and doing all of these things 
But yet when it comes to the way that you look at things, it's really getting down to the strategy and understanding it from a uh, core perspective rather than just throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the key part of CQ Van K. It's not a marketing agency. You don't just come to me and say, I need a new website. And I say, okay, here's a new website. It's really the reasons behind that reason for wanting a new website. Why do you want a new website? Is it the fact that you're not getting people currently? Okay, why aren't you getting people currently? Is it because you're not speaking to the right people? Okay, if you are getting the right people, then why do you want a new website? Isn't that, isn't it working? Okay, you don't feel like that website reflects you. You don't feel like that website reflects your message and your mission and why you're here. Okay, so then we need to work on the copy. It's not necessarily an entire new website and you just want some new colors or some fresh branding. It, you know, getting down to the reason why we do things means that we can then do them more effectively because we know why we're doing it. You you wouldn't, you know, I say this all the time with my competitions to my clients, you don't set off on a car journey without a destination in mind or a map or GPS or even snacks, if you're me. Um, so why would you set out on a marketing campaign or expedition to get new clients without some form of a plan in place? And when you have a plan in place, you can track and measure and you can work out why things work and how to recreate that. It's not just fluke or, oh, that was a good campaign. We'll never do that again. Um, you know, we don't know how what we did or what worked. Like for me, it's all about understanding exactly what works. You can do more of it. Mm, absolutely. And even just as you're talking through, like my, that makes my brain hurt so much. Like <laughs> looking at it in such detail is just not my forte. And I think that when you have someone like yourself to be able to take on board all that and un uncover all and look at all from all those perspectives, Gives, gives the business owner to go and do their thing and do their thing well, right? Rather than actually focus on the things that you're not great at. Um, and the other thing, I guess, you know, that I really loved you speak about, I'd love what you do, was that it's about making sure that you have the right strategy in place and a plan, that you are looking to make sure that you're producing content or producing whatever it is to attract the right people in the right places, rather than just doing the stock standard of going, well, you should be on Facebook but you don't necessarily have to be on Facebook, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people do that the wrong way around. So they start by, you know, you have to be on Twitter, you have to be on YouTube, you have to be on Facebook, you have to be on Instagram, you have to be on Pinterest. And so they, you know, spread themselves so thinly and they're everywhere doing everything, being everything for everyone. And then they wonder why exhausted. they're empty and exhausted and burnt out and not getting any results. It's like if you try and cook a meal and you've got a six burner hot plate and you've got something going on all of those burners and you've got stuff in the oven, something's going to get burnt because your attention cannot physically divide between seven things at the same time. So for me, it's really about doing it the opposite way around. It's about starting with your mission. Why are you here on the planet? And what, what are you trying to help people with? What are you here to serve do, by doing? What bigger mission are you here working for? And then once you know that, the messaging comes directly from that mission. You're not going to say, well, I'm here to help, you know, solve the mental health crisis in Australia. And then your messaging is all about, come on, buck up, we can do this. Like, you know, stiff up a lip, like that's not, in line with your mission and so you're going to feel in conflict you're going to feel like your website doesn't reflect you you're going to feel like your ads aren't getting results because it doesn't speak to your mission so you start with your mission and that creates your messaging and then your messaging is naturally going to resonate with your people the people that you are here to serve because when they hear that they're going to say yes this is for me a hundred percent like I've got goosebumps this is really you know resonating with me this is who I need to speak to this is who I need to work with and then you say, okay, fantastic. So I've got this messaging on my website. It's attracting the right kind of people. When they come to my website or they have a strategy session with me or a discovery call or whatever, they then turn into a client. So we've got conversion happening. When the right people see the right message, it turns into business. It turns into money. I get to fulfill my mission here on earth in this life. And then you say, okay, great. Well, that's working. How do you then get up to more people? That's when you then go out to Facebook and Instagram or whatever platform has your people. In Australia, mm -hmm. people don't generally tend to use Twitter as much as they do in the US, but yet we're always encouraged, oh, you've got to have a Twitter account, you've got to post twice a week, you've got to post on Thursday morning at 10 o'clock. Like, that's all just BS. <laughs> you know, you need to work yeah. out for your audience when where they are and when they're active and what they want to hear. And as soon as you do that, it doesn't feel like marketing. Mm. And it feels like complete and other alignment because you're in alignment with who you want to work with and that becomes such a sustainable business because you're in full alignment, right? Like I totally get that because I think that there's elements of everybody's business journey where they felt like they got a little bit off path and they started attracting possibly the wrong clients. 
and then they got disheartened because they weren't converting. Like there is a reason why all of those types of results are happening is because you're out of alignment, right? And the message and the mission is all out of alignment with what it is that you're actually trying to to create. 100%. So your evolution of your business, like six years of doing Origami Globe and now launching Suki Van K, talk us through what are some of the challenges that you've experienced? Like has that been a similar path for you? Like did you feel like you got off path at some point? Yeah, I definitely had what you were just talking about with the wrong clients. You know, when I started working with, I got really excited when I get inquiries through from big names and, you know, I'd think, oh my goodness, like I'm just a little old me sat here in my office, in my house, like typing away these blog posts and thinking that they're going out into the, into the nether and no one's ever going to read them. And then these big companies contact me and say, I was reading your blog about so-and-so and I was just wondering if you can help us. And you get, it's almost like the ego takes over and you're like, oh, wow, I've made it because so-and-so contacted me. And then you start down the path with them and then you think, oh my goodness, this is not where I want to be. This is not who I want to be serving. And everything that can go wrong does go wrong because they don't respect you as an expert. You, you can't speak to them in the same way as you normally speak to a business owner. It's completely out of alignment. It's completely pushing, the, you know, pushing the stone uphill and it falling back down again. And it just it doesn't fit and it's really hard to do and then you start to question yourself and I think people who have done a lot of coaching or inner work or self-development know that when that happens they take a step back and work out why it isn't in alignment and people who maybe haven't gone through coaching or haven't done a lot of self-development go oh I just need to push harder or I'm a failure or it's me or it's something wrong with me and I think when that started happening in my business I took a step back and thought okay, why are these clients not a fit for me anymore? And how can I deal with this? Where do I go from here? And that's really where Suki Van K came from because my clients were asking me for things and I was saying, no, 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 I don't do that. I'm not a general marketer. I specialize in competition. This is my mission. This is what I'm here to do. And I was saying, okay, but can you just help us with this? And then there are a few clients where I did the just help them with this. And we got such good results and I love working with them. And I realized it's not, the work that I was avoiding it was just working with the wrong people that I was avoiding because when you're in alignment with your clients it doesn't really matter what you do together it, it's always magic yeah. because you're on the same page and you love working together and it just feels easy and so yeah I think I I let go of the idea that I'm just here to do competitions and I accepted that with the right people anything is is possible and anything is on the table um, and yeah, I think it was really last year at the Rise Up conference where I realized that I needed to connect who I was, like literally my name, Suki Van Kay, to what I did for a living and really let myself shine through in my business. And I didn't feel like Origami Global was the right place for that. Um, it's definitely full of my personality, but Suki Van Kay is much more so much more in alignment with what I do with general marketing Mm. I love everything about what you just said like it's so fascinating when those things happen and the universe was still like knocking at your door going come on it's it's still happening right like they still want this and I love that you were able to disconnect from that and just go you know what like it could be whatever you want it to be and right like when you're in alignment and you're attracting the right clients like you get to choose right that's the best part about being in business right yeah, 100%. And if, and it's scary saying no to start with, especially if your main concern is money. Mm. And when you're able to step back from just focusing on money and you look at the opportunities you can create with that client, the difference you can make to their business, you know, I have this amazing relationship with this business um, and we've been working together for probably about a year and a half together now and they started asking for a competition and I went to meet with them and we talked through their goals for their competition what they wanted to achieve and where they were at and where they wanted to be and I looked at where they're at and I said you don't need to run a competition you know I'm just turning down so much work but you don't need to run one because you've got so much here marketing wise that you can use you know they knew the exact date that people needed to purchase something they had a database of 140,000 people that they weren't tapping into and I said there's so much here that you can do you don't need to incentivize behavior and spend money on me and a competition and a prize before you've done this work and I think they really appreciated that honesty because they they said you know okay we know we need to do general marketing we want you to do it and that was when I reluctantly agreed um 
but we're still working together now and we've achieved amazing things and the business is completely transformed and I have just absolutely loved watching them flourish. I've absolutely loved working with them. I've loved being part of the team, which is now probably doubled from when I joined. And yeah, it's just been a pleasure. It's never felt like work. It's never felt like work, even though it's not traditionally what I thought I'd be doing because it's not competitions. It's just so easy to do when I stopped focusing on on money and I stopped focusing on just being about competitions and I started focusing on the impact I could have in that business if I did what they were asking me to do and what I felt happy to do and what I was being called to do. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So talk us through this journey because I think like we can talk from this perspective of like, yeah, we can not worry about money. And I know like we've done a lot of money mindset work together. So let's talk back to like when, when you first reached out to start to work with me, what was happening in your business that you felt that you needed to start to do that type of inner work? When we started working together. So I realized that I really needed to expand my network a bit. So I started looking for networking events and love what you do came up and I came along to that first event and it was about money. It was about finances and I dragged my husband along it was just really eye-opening not just to go to a different type of event where it wasn't this really heavy masculine energy of how many people could you get around to in the room and give your business card to and ask the what do you do and why are you here and how can you help me and how can I help you kind of questions and it was really yeah eye-opening to see the different type of event and also the work that we did on finances and I realized in that moment that I had so many old beliefs that I was carrying around that I'd I'd inherited from my parents and my grandparents and from things that had happened when we were kids and things that my dad used to say about money and, you know, just so many limiting beliefs that I didn't know that I had. And I, I will always remember one of the activities was drawing what money was to me. And I'm a bit woo-woo, so I quite like tarot cards. And for me, the money money was always connected to the devil card, which to me represented bondage, like capitalism and being chained to your belongings and being, you know, a slave to the master and going to your job every day just so you could work to pay for this house and the things in it. And this picture that I drew after I'd drawn it, I just sat back and thought wow like no wonder I have such a negative relationship with money if that's how I see it no wonder I subconsciously reject it and say no to things and you know um, actively avoid engaging with it because that's my perception of it so when I realized that I thought okay there's definitely some work to be done here Um, and then I think we started working together pretty much straight after that event I think yeah I think so I'd have to even go back and look at the dates but yes share with us like obviously then we started working together when what was your expectation of what coaching was going to be like compared to what it actually was yeah um I think I thought coaching would be a lot of um almost like in the psychologist chair like "Mm, and why do you think that is and a lot of um you know self-reflection and a lot of me having to find answers and a lot of sort of um a lot of work I guess and then whilst we were working together I realized that there's a lot of answers you already know inside yourself you just don't you you just don't know how to get it out you don't know how to bring it out you don't know how to challenge it you don't know how to question it you don't know how to uh, make peace with it even and process Mm -hmm. it so for me that's what coaching turned out to be was just really looking inside myself at what I already knew and what I already believed and challenging the things that didn't fit me anymore and accepting the things that I'd been avoiding and rejecting and and fighting and then putting in place some great new beliefs and structures and thoughts so that I could evolve to the next level of Suki. Yeah and it was more than just money right like we weren't just diving into the money element it was really uncovering like your mission and why you were here and that helped you realign with the clients types of clients that you actually wanted to work with right? Yeah, definitely. And I remember struggling with one particular activity, which was looking into the future and and what the future looked like for me. Mm. And I think I was so focused on following everyone else's idea of what a successful business was, which was to build it, to have a team, to have an office, to, you know, be a CEO type. And when we were doing some visualization exercises it it was just blank for me I just couldn't think of it and I was getting so frustrated with myself because nothing was there 
And then I realized that it was just because I was trying to imagine a future that wasn't my future. And it was what I thought was expected of me. And that was another massive realization when I started questioning, okay, well, who am I really? And, and what do I expect of myself, not others, but what do I expect and what do I want for myself? And what are my priorities in life? And that was probably when everything really shifted, when I started to be me instead of what I, what I thought other people's idea of me was. Mm. And realized that, hang on a minute, I don't want an agency. Like, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember working through that with you and it was like, that's totally okay. And I think it's like, often we'll have these uh, definitions of what we believe success to be and this vision or you're right like we look outside of ourselves look at other people doing what they're doing and think well that's what I should want well that's what I should have and that's what success represents but it doesn't have to be right like it can be whatever it is that you want it to be and I think when you come back to that for yourself it's just like yeah like that feels totally in alignment and then you start to attract things into your world that you had been blocking for so long because you were telling yourself it had to be a certain way. Yeah, 100%. And I think it also gives you, doing coaching gives you permission to get rid of the things that are no longer, longer serving you as well. So I did try stuff for a while and I was really trying to force square pegs in round holes. Um, the people I worked with were fantastic, but I couldn't give direction. I learned about myself that I couldn't give direction and I couldn't relinquish control with some things. And I was asking them to do the wrong. I was asking them to be me. I was expecting to hire another me who had my knowledge, my skill set, my tone of voice, my way of writing, my way of communicating. And I mean, that's an impossible ask. It's just utterly impossible. So no wonder that, you know, the people that I worked with were like, yeah, but Suki, you've got to give me more direction. <laughs> you've got to, you know, write this and then I'll do this for you. And and yeah, it's no wonder that it didn't work because I was really trying to force something that could only come from me. And mm. I was, you know, we all parted on amicable terms and, you know, COVID helped change everything because suddenly we couldn't have people, I couldn't have people working with me from my office and, you know, um, people had to get jobs to in, ensure their own security and stuff. So it it was a bit of a blessing in disguise that we all sort of came to that realisation at the, at the same time. But I'm not going to now go down that same path and try and hire people and build an agency and get staff because I know that it's just not right for me. So I found some amazing contractors that I work with that help share the workload and they do what they do best and I do what I do best. And together we do amazing work. Mm. and that's that's the way you want it right like everyone being in their own zone of genius and doing their thing and you get to have it the way you want to have it like yeah. I just love it so good and from there you can have so much growth like and I think about like all the money mindset work that we did during COVID like the differences and like the way that I saw it was like the beginning of this belief system around what it was going to be right like last year what it was going to be and then like the shifts that you had, I remember doing some deep money mindset work with you, the shifts that we had within like, I think it was like six weeks. Yeah. I remember being very sure, but it was like you had such massive results in your money space that things just changed in such a huge way for you. So talk us through that. Talk us through what that experience was like for you. Yeah, it was absolutely huge. And the best way to summarize it is it really was moving from the scarcity mindset to the abundance mindset. Like that, that was essentially what it was in a nutshell. And it wasn't just, like you said earlier, it's not just about the money. Like the scarcity mindset was also about checking the news every single day about coronavirus, worrying about my friends and family in the UK, worrying about what was going to happen here. You know, when COVID first hit, I had lost a couple of clients and my other half is a tradie. So we thought if we go into lockdown, he can't physically go and do his job at other people's houses. So we both went to um, Centrelink and we, you know, because neither of us had ever signed up there so you didn't even have the numbers to you know claim this was in the days when it was just job seeker and so we panicked we thought that's it we've lost everything we're now going to have to go join the queue and, and it was just utter panic utter sheep mentality utter buying into what the news was you know trying to sell and peddle that day and after we spoke I took a massive step back and I stopped checking the news every day we stopped we didn't even sign up for job seeker in the end we just you know we took a step back and we took stock of what we had and what we could still do. We realized that no lockdown was coming for us yet. And it was a very different situation to Europe. And we just, yes, yeah, took stock of where we were and what the reality of the situation was 
not what the potential bad outcomes of the situation was. And that was really the shift from scarcity. What am I going to lose? What am I lacking? What can I, you know, get to secure myself and panic, panic, panic. And then it was moving to actually, we're really fortunate. We're both self-employed. Neither of us are in a position where we're suddenly going to lose our job. If we go into lockdown, we'll just reschedule this. You know, my move into general marketing, which is already sort of on the cards, was a great time as well because I could then diversify the work that I was doing and I could get more clients in different spaces. So it really was tuning out of other people's scarcity as well and other people's, what they were putting on the fear and the scaremongering and just getting back to me and us and really tuning into what how lucky we already were and what opportunities we had and far out like 2020 was the biggest revenue earning year for me so much growth so much learning so much work we did together and deep shifts and all of that was just a, through not buying into scarcity and turning turning my attention to abundance instead mm, mm, awesome honestly yeah I totally agree it's the biggest work you can do the best work you can do and the more you can disconnect from what we call reality and just focus on actually what it is that you want like shifts everything Massive. so what was some of like what was your favorite part of the money mindset work was there anything in particular that you loved or that you put into place for yourself that worked really well um yeah I think the biggest thing is language um it's it's just massive so so massive and I I, mean, I could talk about this forever but um so when you you know an automatic response that comes from people is I can't afford that or that's too expensive and they never or they very very rarely from knowing my friends and family and people that you know I associate with they never ever analyze whether that's true or not I mean the reality mm. is that $30 book that will transform your finances for your business you can afford it because you've definitely got way more than $30 in your account and you know when they say oh I can't afford to go on that course or I can't afford to go to that retreat or I can't afford coaching I was in that mindset as well I was very reluctant to spend money on coaching and then I realized okay well if if I don't spend this money now I'll never spend this money and then I'll never get the benefits of coaching and I will still be here in three years time wondering why I can't make money because I'm not ready to invest in myself I'm, I'm telling myself I'm not worth it by saying it's too expensive and I'm not going to buy that so the language that I use around money now is completely and utterly different Yes, there will, you know, I don't go and buy everything that I think of. I don't go and buy all the books. I don't go to all the courses and seminars and conferences, but I will ask myself, you know, what's the value of this? Not just the monetary value, but, and, you know, do I need this in my life? And if I don't, then I can just appreciate it. We have such a culture of owning things in the world that we will see a dress and we need to own it we will see a book and we need to own it we will see a house and we need to own it and we obsess over possessions and physical things and being things and then we don't just say okay that dress is really beautiful I can appreciate that and then move on mm. we haven't mastered that yet as a society and so we need to own we need to physically possess everything whether it's qualities or behaviors or possessions and such a shift happens when you can just appreciate something for what it is and question whether you actually need to own it or not yeah. and that is that is also tied into the language that I use around money you know I can say okay that's fantastic I really appreciate that that's beautiful but I don't then obsess over how I can make enough money to possess that mm. and then I'll say to myself things like you know if if I'm meant to own that, then I know that'll happen. If I'm meant to go on that retreat, I know it'll happen. The amount of things that I've manifested through changing my language and changing my attitude towards money is just absolutely insane. It's so exciting when it happens and it's so powerful and it's so liberating. Yeah. Liberating is the best word. Yeah. I totally agree. And oh, love it. Love it how you've just described that in such a beautiful way. And I think you're right. Like it's, we tell ourselves stories. And we continue to play that story because it's giving us something or it's supporting us in some way, but recognizing that, is it actually true? Like, you know, if when I say I can't afford that, is that true? And like you said, like the majority of the time, it's actually not true at all, but that's the language we're choosing to describe that experience. And that really speaks to so much lack and scarcity that we're actually disconnecting ourselves from the abundance that's available to us. Yeah. And I think like one of my favorite things to do is just add a yet onto it, right? Like I, I can't afford that yet which gives you that still opens up the possibility of it being available to you. 
And a lot of the time it's just priorities, right? So sometimes it's even changing the language around it and going, well, I'm choosing not to purchase that instead of actually saying, well, I can't. Because you can, totally can. Well, you could if you wanted to. It, like it's so interesting. I was talking to um, a girl the other day and she was saying how she has had an emergency surgery come up and she's like, somehow I found I have because I have to spend this money, this out-of-pocket expenses for this surgery. Somehow I need to find thousands and thousands of dollars. And we found it. But when I was considering doing spending money on this or that, I was telling myself that I wouldn't be able to find that or it's not available to me. And it's not true, right? But if we continuously shut ourselves off to it, it'll always be never available to us because we're believing in the lack. We're believing in the scarcity. And I love that that's what your biggest takeaway has been is the language. It's just so key, so key because it literally creates your reality. It's huge. And one thing that myself and my husband do, we've done it for probably about two years now, is at night before we go to sleep and we've read our books or after on our phones or whatever um we'll ask each other what what are you grateful for and we do today's gratitude so you know I'm really grateful for a wonderful podcast interview with Christine and I'm grateful I got lots of work done and I'm grateful I had a fantastic client call and I'm really grateful that it was sunny after however many days of rain um and then we do future gratitudes and we say them as if they've already happened. So I'm currently running for my citizenship ceremony date to come through. So I'll say, I'm really grateful. I'm an Australian citizen. I'm really grateful. I had a lovely ceremony. I'm really grateful. I have an Australian passport and, you know, with launching a new business, I'm really grateful that Suki Van K is going so well. I'm really grateful. I have amazing clients. I'm really grateful. I'm able to make a difference. And the, just the sheer fact of choosing to tune into gratitude is another shift towards abundance instead of scarcity at night we're not saying to each other how the hell are we going to afford that vet's bill how the hell are we going to afford that the rego is coming up i don't know where the money's going to come from we're not we're choosing not to focus on that we still have those problems we're still human but we're choosing to to focus on all of the little and big things the amazing things that happened in our day and the things we're looking forward to and it's really cool the amount of things that used to be in our future gratitudes that are now in our present gratitudes or, you know, we've moved on from because we've achieved them because, you know, where your mind goes, your energy flows and just the language of gratitude and the practice of gratitude is so important for tuning into abundance and recognizing what you already have and also what you what you want, what you want to move towards as well, where you want to put your energy. Mm. That's it, where your focus goes, energy flows. I so, yeah, absolutely. And I love actually even just the shift of when we uncovered that, it was like when we get past the scarcity mindset and we let that go, you can shift it to the abundance and you can shift it to what's possible. And I think like being able to refocus on your energy on what it is that you want and allow yourself that possibility, you were able to manifest so many incredible things. Like when I even think about like, you know, when we first started, you were like, we want to renovate the house in five years time like you had it so further out in the future and you were able to bring that so much closer so many other things just happened out of nowhere right like remember you texted me at one point and you were like oh my goal is to hit 25k this month and I've just invoiced another 10k today and it's the third day of the month or something (laughs) yeah definitely and the one of the things that we did as well was um writing a letter to money and I've still got that letter because so many things in there were, you know, things that I wanted to achieve and things that I was looking forward to and that have just, they've just been achieved. And also writing that letter was really eye-opening because I saw how much of my relationship with money was just a reflection of my relationship with myself. And, you know, the things that I was writing about, you know, you're never there for me. And, you know, in that sort of upset childish mode of like, oh, money, you never show up for me. And how much of that was just me not showing up for myself at the time and not prioritizing myself and not giving myself the nurturing and energy and attention that I needed. And that, yeah, that was absolutely huge, that that letter to money that we did and and so many other deep healing things that then allowed me to connect the dots between things that I was and wasn't doing and where I needed to, again, change my focus to get the results. And yeah, holy moly, I've definitely got the results. <laughs> <laughs> so talk us through, like, as I know we've talked a little bit about how I do visualizations and different processes and some deep healing. 
Can you describe what that felt like for you? Because I think a lot of people don't really understand the type of work that I do. I'd love to hear it from your point of view. Like if you were to describe one of those processes, what did it feel like or what was your experience with it? Yeah, I'd say it's kind of hard to describe and it's probably going to be a little bit unique for everyone. But for me personally, it was very much about healing the past and the present at the same time so that the the future was healed as well. So, you know, going back to the key events in my past that had shaped so many of my limiting beliefs and my patterns and behaviours around money and the way that I treated myself. And at that moment, like, because the it's so hard to describe, but in the healing and the visualisation, it's almost like all of those things come together at once. And it's like doing six years worth of therapy in, in one session. And it's like, because you've gone back and done that work with the past you, current you has those tools that you've just gone back and given past you. So you're now whole from that past self incident all the way up to the present. And it's such a a feeling of being whole and healed and there's no so one of the reservations I had when we first started working together about coaching in general was that there would be a lot of work involved there'd be a lot of writing things down and reflecting on things and tasks to do and why do you think that is and questions to answer but those deep visualization and healing sessions really were about getting all the crap out in one go it was almost like you weed your garden you pull the, the weed out right from the root and it's just gone there's no future work to do there's no future maintenance to do obviously it's going to be stronger with maintenance but it's just so powerful to do such a big healing all at once and to to know that it's not work it's not like okay fine now I'm gonna to have to sit down every single night and say these mantras or do this exercise or answer these questions it's not like that at all it's like real instant lightness and and healing and I know that we worked together as well on a physical um, pain chronic pain that I was suffering with in my tailbone and I remember after our sessions but we'd done some work on the lead up to it and then in our specific session around the tailbone and for those of you who aren't aware tailbone and that area of the body is associated with security and you know basic needs and being provided for and money um, and security was a big one for me and um yeah chronic tailbone pain like I'd had x-rays MRI scans CT scans I've been to all the specialists and there's no reason for it and you just kept saying to me because I I was there was a potential it was a um a genetic disease because there were markers for it and you just kept saying to me yeah but it might not be and I was saying yeah but Christine science and you're saying yeah but it might not be and I was saying yeah but look at the test results and you're like yeah but it might not be and then I went to the specialist and it didn't turn out to be that genetic disorder thank god and the work that we did together to work around that and to treat that I left our session and it was around lunchtime and I went and sat on the sofa on my special cushion that I'd purchased, my coccyx cushion to help my tailbone. And I sat down and I thought, oh, that's weird. And then I wiggled around to try and find the pain because I was so used to for, you know, six months to a year, I had that pain there and it wasn't there. And I thought, okay, this is, no, nah, it must just be a coincidence. But it, it really genuinely was. As soon as I'd helped myself, my body started healing itself. And that was, mm. it sounds completely woo-woo and far-fetched, but literally I, I don't have any issues with my tailbone. And we did such a deep healing and pulled out that that problem and that insecurity and that lack of, you know, that constant worry around money out from the root. And, you know, lo and behold, my body started healing itself. Yeah. And it is, it does feel a little woo-woo for a lot of people to hear that, but emotions are stored in the body. And when we work on that, and I'm look, I'm obviously yes, there is a place for doctors, and we've got to do the both the outside and the inside work. But sometimes, if you can't find the answers on the external, we've got to look on the internal. So, it was so beautiful to see you allow yourself to work through that and to shift that in such a powerful way. And honestly, the way that you were able to show up to our sessions and really allow yourself to dive deep and to be able to shift it and work through it was phenomenal to watch. And it was such a joy to be your coach and to see it all impact your business and your life and your relationship in such massive ways. It was just phenomenal to watch. So do you want to share with us a little bit more about even just connecting? Like I love how, yes, we could do a lot of the money work, but then also connecting it to your mission. Like I think that we worked through that personally one-on-one and then you came along to the Rise Up conference and that then catapulted you even further 
So what was it about that that allowed you to fully step into Suki Van Kay? Yeah, that that was really huge. And it was amusing for me because I came to, I knew I wanted to come to the conference because I've worked with you and I knew the amazing results that we had together. And I I just loved the sound of it. And I, I knew that I was ready. And I remember saying to myself before I turned up, you know, I don't have an agenda in mind. I don't, I'm not coming to this conference seeking an answer to a question. I'm here to learn whatever I need to learn and to give whatever I need to give and to receive whatever I need to receive. And far out, I definitely got more than I bargained for in a good way. Um, But it was, I think it was very much just the permission to, to take the next step that all the work that we'd done, I really describe it as foundational work. It was very much about filling in the blanks of things that were missing from, you know, childhood experiences and trauma and healing even my physical body and the foundations were there. And then I came along to the conference and it was like, okay, Zuki, you've done the inner work. You're rewarded now that you get to fully step into you. And it was just like the light turned on and the door opened and the lid came off and all the other metaphors. And I was just allowed, I was given the permission to step into myself. And I had no intention at that weekend of starting a new business. I had, you know, I was currently managed my own business. My business was going so well. There was no need or feeling of like, I need more. I need more money. I need more revenue. I wasn't looking for anything. But the mission really came out of that weekend. And it was a real calling to help others like me. And they always say, especially when you go into, because an element of the new business is coaching, um, marketing coaching. And they always say that, you know, in this space, when you're coaching or mentoring, you're generally mentoring previous versions of yourself or you're bringing up previous versions of yourself. And I think that's really at that conference was when I really stepped into who I was now instead of constantly playing from my past self and constantly believing in my own old limitations and how easy it is for me to see those limitations and to hold up to the mirror to other people who are experiencing those limitations and saying, do you realize what you just said to me? Do you realize, you know, that you already have all of this in you? Do you realize that you literally just said your mission to me and then said, I don't know what my mission is. <laughs> and, oh, and I'm not doing anything magic. All I'm doing is saying, you just said to me this, this, and this, do you realize that's your mission? And they're like, oh, okay, wow. And you have this as well. You would have this in your mindset coaching and money coaching when, you know, people say, I just don't know why I can't earn this much. And then you say, well, didn't you just say this? And (laughs) and suddenly they connect the dots and you're not doing anything magic. You're not giving them anything they didn't already have. You're literally just showing them and connecting the dots that they haven't been able to connect Mm. before. And usually it always comes back to their mission, always, always comes back to their mission. Mm. And for me, it's always come back to my mission as well. Absolutely. And when you shift all the old scarcity stuff, you can fully focus on your mission and then money follows, right? Like money just comes. It's there to support your mission and to support your business and to support, support your every move. And I just love that evolution and just to see you absolutely fully step into yourself and fully have this inner alignment that just shines through you. Like I think like when it all comes down to it, once you've done all of that scarcity mindset work and you can refocus your energy rather than having to be all this leaky negative energy on money, you can then refocus it on your mission and everything then is supported that, right? Like money supports it. Money is there to be your teammate. It's there to actually, you know, allow you to do the things that you're put on this planet to do. And I think you, when you allow that, you literally are getting back to who you are to the core, right? And I think that I love that because it actually also connects back to the reason why you created Suki Van Kay. It's about people's mission, right? Yeah, definitely. So Suki Van Kay is about my mission personally, but it's also about, you know, how they say you help the past version of you in business. It's also about helping others connect to their mission because I know now how powerful that is when you do because when you speak from your mission, it's easy. It's easy to write copy. It's easy to write Instagram posts. It's easy to speak to clients face-to-face or on the phone. It's easy to go to events and when someone says, what do you do? It's really easy to talk about it. And as you said earlier, how my eyes light up. So many people have said that to me before, that when I talk about things I'm really passionate about, my eyes light up, my face lights up. I'm so animated and excited and eager to talk about it because it's e- it comes from a place of ease. It comes from somewhere so fundamentally 
wired in me that I don't have to try. And that's what I really want to communicate to people with Suki Van K is that when they speak from their mission and their passion and their purpose, it's easy. It's easy to do marketing in inverted commas because you're not doing marketing. All you're doing is being yourself. And when you're yourself and you're speaking from your passion and your mission, your people will find you. Your people will resonate with that. And it will be so easy to do business. And you'll think to yourself, why the hell was I trying to follow that person's Trello board or, you know, that template that I downloaded that never worked or that that was their mission's business. That was their, their template that fits their mission and their business and their people. Just get back to you and your mission and everything will be so easy. It's been so easy for, for me since I did that and so easy for the clients that I help. And, and all I'm really doing again, like I said earlier, is just holding a mirror up to them to say, you know this stuff. I'm just showing you where to find it in you. It's the same as you've done to me. You know, you didn't give me anything I didn't have before. You just helped me get rid of the crap that didn't serve me anymore and find the good stuff I already had. Yeah, so good. Oh, it makes my it makes me so happy. Like, because this is my mission, right? Like, it's literally like to hear you say that, and then to also hear that your, you know, that ripple effect that's been affecting your clients in such a positive way makes me so happy. Oh my goodness. So, talk to us about who is Suki Van K for. So, your ideal clients are who you absolutely love working with. Who are they? Yeah. So they are what I would say is passion-led and mission-driven people. So you're on this earth to do something beyond just make money or avoid getting a corporate job. (laughs) That was my motivation when I started Origami Globe was to avoid being in that situation where I was just told to sit in a room and cold call. Um, And then it evolved from there. So yeah, anyone who's on this earth to, to achieve something, to help a certain group of people, to really, really purpose driven, they're here for a reason. They're not just here to sell a product on eBay and make a lot of money and then sell the business. That's, you know, the people that I work with are kind of people that could never imagine giving up their business. They may have plans for exits one day and that's totally fine, but they couldn't imagine doing anything else with their days or it's currently a side hustle and they really want to get into it full time or they're so passionate about what they do but they can't find a way to make it give them consistent money and make it or to market it or they don't know how to find their people or they're trying all these things and it doesn't fit so primarily I'd say primarily service-based businesses because generally those are the ones with a mission um, and people to help and yeah men and women as well I'm working with some amazing guys doing some amazing things especially in the mental health space and what they do just inspires me so much and it's so easy for me to work with them when I can I can totally get on board with their cause and can totally support them and be their cheerleaders just as their cheerleaders for others Mm, so good amazing and so where can people find you so my website Suki Van K which is s-u-k-i-v-a-n-k.com uh, Suki Van K on all of the socials and for Origami Globe it's origamiglobe.com and Origami Globe on all the socials amazing thank you so much for coming and spending this time with me and sharing your experience with our coaching and your journey over your last six years it's just been incredible to see you shine and fully embody who you are as a person and allow yourself to fully step into that power so it's just been so incredible to watch and I really appreciate you sharing it with all my listeners today thanks for having me listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week and here's to taking your life to the next level.